3: Bill Bunkley here. We're live this afternoon. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. As always, we welcome you with open arms and invite you to be part of our program this afternoon. And you can make a personal history this afternoon if it's the first time you've called in. Hey, our call-in line is 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. And uh, we've had quite a wild, wild, wild day in the markets. And in fact, CNBC is reporting as we cover this as breaking news that the Dow Jones Industrial makes a stunning, that's their words, a stunning comeback, recovering nearly all of a 471-point plunge, plunge on hope that the trade deal is not dead. I repeat, not dead. Uh, We have several reporters today, but uh, this is coming in from CNBC. The stocks recovered the bulk of their earlier losses on Monday as investors bet China and the U.S. will in fact strike a trade deal despite President Donald Trump's threat over the weekend to hike the tariffs on Chinese imports over again this past weekend. Now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average ended up the day just down about 67 points, while the S&P closed uh, 0.4% lower, the NASDAQ was down 0.5%. Now, the market's comeback accelerated after reports uh, spread that the Chinese delegation will, in fact, still travel here to the United States to continue talks this week. Now, there were a lot of sources with a lot of information going back and forth that this is going to be a smaller negotiating group than originally planned. As I said, the Dow was down as much as 471 points while the S&P traded down 1.5% at its lows. The NASDAQ was briefly down 2.2%, and Dow member Disney traded 0.2% higher after falling as much as 1.5%, offsetting the decline. Two of the movers today to the upside were McDonald's as well as Chevron. Now, Trump had tweeted on Sunday that the current 10% levies on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods was going to rise from 10% to 25% on Friday. Those kind of tweets are certainly not uh, uh, encouraging of the markets he also threatened to impose 25% tariffs on an additional 325 billion of Chinese goods shortly. Now CNBC is reporting that the trade negotiations between DC and Beijing officials are set to resume day after tomorrow, but the president has been lamenting that the progress is moving too slowly as China tries to renegotiate the terms of the deal. And uh, Trump uh, had another tweet today, Uh, stating that the U.S. is losing between $600 and $800 billion a year on trade, noting, with the Chinese, noting we're not going to be doing that anymore. So we have some last-minute posturing. Uh, Shares of Apple and Caterpillar, uh, who have uh, heavy business interests in China, uh, were off to their worst levels of the session, session closing uh, more than a percent lower, Apple uh, fell as much as 3.9%, while Caterpillar lost 3.4% at one point during the, uh, the trading day. So this is, um, this is uh, a very uh, treacherous, difficult place, especially for traders to be dealing in. It's going to be more of, a, of an all-or-nothing thing in terms of this trade deal with the Chinese. And so um, for those of you who have your 401ks and, and the other uh, assets that, that you were holding, uh, I think the wise, prudent uh, advice is to, to just move, move very slowly, very carefully, uh, and try to avoid any knee-jerk reactions. Um, and then Warren Buffett today uh, had a comment on China. He basically said, quote, sometimes negotiators need to act half-crazy uh, to get the results. That's a quote-unquote. So we're going to watch this, and it has somewhat taken to the back burner Uh, Over the last few trading sessions, because uh, well actually the last of the month or two, uh, because we were looking for that trade deal and all eyes were on China and the United States and then that didn't necessarily uh, come through. And so with that, we're going to keep our eyes on it as well. Well let me tell you a little bit about uh, today's program uh, coming up a little bit later during this first hour. We have uh, Deborah Barr is going to be our guest. She sat down with uh, Bill Carl and was talking about this week's uh, annual Pastors and Counselors Luncheon. Uh, We're going to have that uh, coming up just after the bottom of the hour, and um, we'll bring you that. So you might want to have pencil and paper in hand for that. And then also during the second hour, we're going to go back to uh, Paul Batura. We had a chance to talk with him on Friday with Focus on the Family. Now that the Alive in New York event has transpired, we're going to get a chance during the second hour to get Paul's uh, recap and assessment. Uh, there were 10,000 pro lifers who were supporting the Alive event there in downtown Times Square, in New York City, and uh, where they had an opportunity to see an actual uh, live 4D ultrasound of uh, a baby just about to be born. And that was uh, a message for those in New York, especially to uh, their representatives in the New York Legislature, uh, who recently voted for the third-party uh, clearing away for third-party abortions all the way to the last moment or two before birth. And uh, that was uh, a very huge event in downtown uh, New York City on Saturday. So. Uh, Paul Bator is Director of uh, Corporate Communications for Folks in the Family, so we're excited about having him back with us. Also on today's program, the legislative session is now over in Tallahassee. It happened, uh, oh, I think somewhere around 2.40 in the afternoon on Saturday. That means that uh, that was the time that they could come together, and after the 72-hour cooling-off period for the budget, they were able to vote vote. And so now, right now on the table, is a $91.1 billion appropriation for the state of Florida for 2019-2020. Think about that. $91.1 billion with a B. And to me, every year when I look at the actual number and I begin to meditate on it, I think about the fact that we We have a $91.1 billion budget without having to impose a state sales tax on you and I and the residents of Florida. This is the time that we really want to be so appreciative that because of the unique positioning of the Florida Peninsula, the wonderful weather here, the absolute uh, multiple number one beaches that are in our region, that we have this opportunity for the popularity of this state, not only among tourists, but those uh, others that come into the state. uh, And I'm thinking about not just the the beachgoers, but those who love to come and fish and do all sorts of things, not to mention a huge convention destination uh, over in the Orlando area, down on Miami Beach, and uh, those areas, not to mention uh, the Florida Keys. And so... Now, the whole conversation will switch to the veto watch. And what I mean by that is, is now the clock is now going to be starting for the governor to be able to comb through uh, the budget uh, and some uh, priority uh, projects. And he's going to have his veto pen in hand. And so we'll get back to that as well during this program. Plus, it was a bloody weekend in Israel on the Gaza border. And uh, I've heard six, seven, eight, nine hundred different quotes of the estimated number of rockets that um, Hamas fired into southern uh, Israel. Uh, We do have an elderly gentleman uh, in the town of Ashkelon who uh, who was hit and was killed. I think he was 58 years of age, and so we had an intense battle going on throughout the weekend, which has resulted in what I would call a temporary ceasefire early this morning uh, between the two entities, and um, that is something that we're going to be able to talk about today as well. Well, our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673 want to talk a little bit about um, Better Together. I hope, ladies, you've had a chance to plug in and you can find out all about this brand-new TBN television show just for women. You can, you can find out more at bettertogether.tv, bettertogether.tv. And uh, the show has a, sort of a, a tagline that's really catching on. Why do life alone when we can do it together? Better Together. Now, it comes on live uh, weekday afternoons at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on TBN. Now, you can uh, watch it many ways. You can watch it live. You can set your DVR. You can also download the TBN app, or you can go visit the website bettertogether.tv. That's bettertogether.tv, and then you can register to watch the episode at any time, especially if 1.30 is not a good time for you. Now, this is a show that will give you some insight that the view won't even touch. This is not three-on-one. No, these are the type of conversations that you would like to have uh, that really relate to your life from a conservative point of view. Today, if you have a chance to go back and see today's episode, today's episode was The Good Father, uh, hosted by Laurie Crouch, and today on uh, Better Together, they talked about the Uh, The ladies got together on how they came to see God as truly good. Now, tomorrow, uh, let me just tell you right now, you want to set your DVR if you can't watch it live at 1.30 on TBN. Tomorrow's topic is Don't Hold Back. And uh, this one's going to be on removing the barriers that hinder our relationship with God. And let me give you one more for Wednesday just for planning purposes, ladies. If you want to plug in Wednesday, May the 8th. Of course, yesterday, uh, tomorrow's Don't Hold Back is for tomorrow, May the 7th. May the 8th is uh, Free to Worship. And uh, they're going to be talking how worshiping God means far more than hymns on Sunday. So, again, want to find out more? That's bettertogether.tv. That's bettertogether.tv. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to explore a little bit more about uh, today's lead story of the legislative session. Uh, Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Pardon me. Uh, 800-943-9673. And uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, texting while driving because that is uh, has gone to the governor. And so I want to give a little insight about what's in the bill, what's not in the bill, and give you an idea uh, come um, later on this year how you're going to have to comply with that uh, new statute without uh, getting pulled over for a primary ticket. And um, also coming up on today's program, we're going to take your calls. Phone lines are always open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Question or comment about today's show, we'll be able to take that as well. And it is always quite a treat to hear from you. And it's always pretty inspiring to those of us uh, who are listening in to what you have to say. Watching uh, some very, very scattered uh, areas around the state. Most of the rain, even this afternoon, has moved off to the east and to the southeast. Miami is getting a pretty good dose right now along with Palm Beach up and down and uh, actually moving into um, the area of uh, Freeport in the Bahamas. 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
2: CreditRepair.com, the most recognized name in the industry when it comes to resolving credit report issues and getting that credit score up. With me, I got Aaron. Erin, what happens when people call creditrepair.com?
4: A lot. Just one call gets any listener a free credit score, free credit report, and a free personalized credit evaluation right over the phone. In just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit and get a personalized game plan to help restore it.
2: And that can make a huge difference when it comes to getting those things that we want, like a new car, a new house, or even a brand new job.
4: Absolutely. Your credit score is one of the first things lenders look at, and our proven process can help remove those unfair or or inaccurate items like late payments and collections from your credit report. In fact, on average, people who have used our service have seen significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. What
5: are you waiting for? Call creditrepair.com today. Call 800-851-5318. That's 800-851-5318. 800-851-5318.
6: What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio.
3: Hey, Bill Bunkley here, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. And uh, we are with you here this afternoon. Remember, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a chance to uh, uh, get with Bill Carl. He had a pre-recorded interview with the uh, Borough bar earlier today. Uh, pastors and counselors, luncheon coming up, the annual affair uh, this week. And so we'll have that information for you coming up just after the bottom of the hour. Well, we've got the legislature that has now finished up their work, and now all eyes are going to be on the governor's office. Not only for a series of bills that were passed in the last 10 days or so of the session that will now go to the governor uh, for his approval, and that's uh, sort of an up or down sort of thing for sure. Uh, meaning that uh, if the governor wants to veto a bill, he has to veto the entire bill, but he does have uh, veto uh, privileges. Uh, Remember, though, that two-thirds of more majority can overturn the governor's veto, so he'll have to keep that in mind as well, but uh, basically uh, probably not too many initiatives that are going to be in any of the packages that uh, he would veto unless he felt he could sustain it. The uh, other aspect of it is is that um, he'll now get the budget. So in the budget there is a line item veto so he can carve things out of the budget uh, that is 91.1 billion dollars with a B 91.1 billion. Now the governor has said that uh, they have not had they being his staff have not had an opportunity to fully drill down on the budget. Uh, and so they'll be looking at that, but he did hint, uh, when asked about the 91.1 billion dollar figure, he did hint that, uh, he pretty much suspected that by the time he got done with the budget and then presented it for the signing off of the appropriations act for 2019 and 2020, that, that, that amount would be below 91 billion. So, um, That's a lot of work, and uh, the most challenging year for uh, a governor is the first year the governor has been elected to office. And especially in this uh, situation, it is good that uh, Ron DeSantis seems to be sort of a wonk when it comes to government uh, budgets and proposals, because uh, they certainly have proposed a lot since they were inaugurated in January, And here we are just a few months later, and they're going to have to be matching up what the legislature decided in those policy decisions. So we're going to keep an eye on that, and uh, as he goes through the budget, we'll certainly be passing along to you on a daily basis what he has carved out. Because this is your money, your Florida taxpayers, and uh, you elect representatives to guide us in the direction that you want to go. And so the only way you can know if we're going in the right direction is if you keep up. And we're one of the few places here anywhere throughout Florida who's going to keep you up to date on uh, the specifics of what's uh, happened and uh, what the effect of the uh, 2019 legislative season is all about. One quick bill I want to showcase is to get you ready for this, and that is the texting and driving bill. Because there was uh, two distinct versions that were going back and forth between the House and the Senate. And so let's go down uh, pretty much how the final bill ended up. First of all, under current law signed by Governor Scott, the texting and driving law is a secondary offense. Today, let me remind you, you are not supposed to be texting and driving. It is against the law. However, for you to be pulled over for that offense, you must be pulled over for a primary offense. Now, plenty of people have been pulled over for careless uh, driving because as they've been checking on their phones, they've been weaving in and out of lanes. And so when law enforcement sees that, they're, they're basically drooling to pull you over because, number one, uh, that very well could be a DUI uh, stop with the fading back and forth. And second of all, If not, that certainly is that careless driving is a primary offense to then have seen you on your cell phone as well. So here are the changes that are uh, in line for you to really pay attention to. First of all, hands-free is going to be an important move that you should make uh, as a cautionary first move to modify how you use your cell phone in your moving vehicle. First of all, the law has changed to be a primary offense. If law enforcement sees you using your phone in an illegal manner, they can pull you over just for that. Especially, now remember, that if you are about to go into a school zone, a work zone, anywhere where you have these specialized zones, let me tell you that... um, you cannot be holding on to your cell phone. Those are hand-free zones. Now, you can uh, certainly put in hands-free. You can put in uh, the opportunity to to use a Bluetooth and to do verbal commands. You can do verbal commands. You can talk on the phone. Essentially, anything you're doing which is hands-free is going to be okay. Now, as far as this legislation is concerned, you are not to be doing any texting on your phone. You can do a limited amount if you're not in one of these zones by listening to directions on the GPS and uh, you know doing some other things. The key here is is that when you come to when your car stops for any reason, if you are at a stop sign or, or whatever or a traffic light, you can then pick up your phone. You can. Uh, handle your Texas, you can do whatever, but as soon as that light turns green again, you're going to have to put down the phone. Now, let's be practical. Some of you are going to get impatient right off the bat because as people learn what the new law is, and they take advantage of the one, two, three minutes, maybe four, at an intersection with a traffic light, uh, you know what's going to happen. The person who's using the phone is not going to notice the second that the light turns green. And some of you are already, what I would say, sufficiently um, not real happy campers with people you see texting and driving as it is. Uh, But then I'm sure there's going to be plenty of haste of uh, alerting by way of the horn Uh, people who are sitting uh, still at a just-turned-yellow-to-green light or red-to-yellow, whatever that sequence might be, and you're going to be ready to communicate with them, it is time to move out. So I would just tell you that uh, uh, we're going to see how, in a practical sense, this plays out. But I would tell you that uh, the best thing to do, and I think uh, one thing is a little unclear, uh, and I didn't get a chance to confirm, This is either going to go into effect July the 1st uh, this summer or January the 1st uh, next year. I think it's going to go into effect January of uh, next year uh, because they want uh, plenty of time for people to get familiar with what the new law is, not have any confusion. And if you're going to go the, the route where you're going to have a holder for your phone where you can see it on your dashboard, and you're basically using it exclusively with uh, Bluetooth uh, commands, which is hands-free commands, giving you the opportunity to put all that together because we're already in May. Uh, by the time the governor probably signs this, it would leave four to five weeks. In-
7: with SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Justice Department is proceeding to reach an acceptable accommodation With the House Judiciary Committee, this comes after Chairman Jerry Nadler scheduled a vote on Wednesday to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress for not producing Special Counsel Robert Mueller's full report. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the Trump administration is intensifying pressure to, quote, get Iran to behave like a normal nation. The U.S. aircraft carrier strike group and land-based bombers have been deployed to the Middle East in response to indications of an Iranian threat to U.S. forces. Russian media have quoted the pilot of a jetliner that burst into flames during an emergency landing in Moscow as saying that plane was without radio communications because of a lightning strike. Sunday's fire killed 41 people of the 78 aboard that plane. Stocks finishing lower, the Dow was down 66 points today. This is SRN News. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to
1: manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? You need some help from Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at SurroundTampa.com. SurroundTampa.com, connecting you with new customers.
8: Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? That's right. That's why it's critical to supplement your diet with a good source of vitamin C every single day. Aquapowder's vitamin C is a safe, effective, and delicious way to get the powerful vitamin C your body needs. And it's easy. Just mix with water and drink. Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. The secret is that Aquapowder's vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including Acerola Cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aquapowder's vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z. Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. So go to Amazon now and get your aqua powders vitamin C today. And remember, aqua powders transforms water into wellness.
9: This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The 2020 election is not even going to be close. The recent numbers on the economy make it clear. The first quarter gross domestic product growth came in at 3.2%. The economy over which President Trump is presiding is strong and getting stronger. A recession before Election Day looks less and less likely by the day. Small wonder, then, that Trump dominates the GOP with an approval rating close to 90%. His administration's deregulatory push is accelerating, and more and more rule-of-law judges are being confirmed to the bench. Readiness levels in the U.S. military have been renewed. Our relationship with our strongest ally, Israel, is at its closest in decades. Last week's message from a booming economy should have rocked the Democratic field, but the party remains intent on pouring over the Mueller report while they face a Hobson's choice between a Biden-esque person or someone from the hard-left Bernie brand of Democratic socialism. Whoever the Dems nominate, the case for Trump in 2020
0: looks good. I'm Hugh Hewitt.
7: Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu
0: Human trafficking is modern-day slavery, and it happens in our own
3: communities. Victims can be any gender, age or race join the department of homeland security's blue campaign to learn how to recognize and report this heinous crime visit our website at www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign that's www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign your second look could be their second
0: chance
5: Bill Carl in for Bill Bunkley with a special interview today. Every year we partner with New Hearts Outreach uh, to provide a luncheon for pastors and counselors uh, at our area churches. And the focus of this luncheon is to provide pastors and counselors and and lay people, too, with an understanding of where people are who are dealing with sexuality, who are dealing with homosexuality, Uh, men and women who have same-sex attraction, and some of them— have no desire to change. Some of them are desperately miserable and seeking God. How do we minister to them in the church in a way that is compassionate and leads to real change, leads them to Christ? Here to talk about that is Deborah Barr. Deborah, for many years, a self-proclaimed atheist, uh, fully entrenched in the lesbian lifestyle and in the gay community. First of all, let me just say this, Deborah, thanks for stepping in and talking about this. Why don't we start by telling your story a little bit?
10: Sure. I'm delighted to be here uh, just to share the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to actually transform lives. As uh, you just stated, I lived here in the Tampa Bay area in the early 90s. And at that time, pretty much started coming out uh, as a gay woman. I had been gay for up to six years prior to that. But I started coming out publicly Mm -hmm. here when I was back here in Tampa. And uh, God started moving on my heart to come back to him through, first of all, one of my gay partners. She invited me to go to church with her. Wow. And I essentially told her I don't believe in God, and I'm not interested in going to church because I had been hurt by a family member when I was in my late teens, and I ended up turning away from God. So her inviting me to go to a church was odd. But what she did next started a process that, began something new in my life. She looked me straight in the eyes and she said, Deb, Jesus wants you back. Wow. And I had built this this impenetrable wall around my heart prior to that because of the hurt I had experienced. But when she said that and her sincerity, something on the inside started stirring and I was intrigued. So I decided to go to church with her. And so that started my journey back to the Lord.
5: I'm just always amazed by people's stories, particularly somebody who comes out of atheism and who's been hurt by the church, that God's grace can reach through that and begin a healing. And it is just such a God thing that the person who mentioned this to you was also gay. I know that in St. Petersburg, there's a large gay community. We talked about you living there as you served our country at MacDill Air Force Base. By the way, thank you for for your service. So I guess my question is, what happened next? How do you go from going— Uh, to attend a a gay church, to really coming to Christ.
10: So after I left Tampa, St. Pete area, I moved to the Washington, D.C. area. My job moved me, and it actually separated me from the person that I was in relationship here, which was a good thing because that relationship was really getting caustic. Mm -hmm. So I moved to the Washington, D.C. area, immediately looked for the same denomination as I had attended here in Florida, And I, when I went to that church, I didn't feel like I really connected there, but I met my new partner that I, uh, next entered into a relationship with. And the two of us, uh, one year after we met one year to the day, we actually traveled to Vermont and entered into a civil union, Mm. which was the precursor to gay marriage. Right. So we entered into a civil union, uh, moved back to my little town in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. And uh, the two of us had combined all of our resources, bought land, and built this beautiful home. So we were settling down in the community, and I just felt this pull on my heart to go to church. Wow. So we started attending various churches in that, in that town in West Virginia. And it was a small bapt. well they weren't that small, but a, a Baptist church in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Of all things, as a gay woman, I never would have imagined that going into a Baptist church that God would transform my life. In fact, Barb and I originally were thinking, once we started attending there, that we would change their views on homosexuality, that they would see that we're just a loving couple, we're not hurting anybody, you know, why wouldn't you love us, Jesus is love, all the things that I had been taught. Right. So we started attending this church, and they just embraced us, completely uh, loved us unconditionally, never mentioned the homosexual, you know, that we were gay or that we were... doing anything contrary to God's will. They just embraced us and loved us and allowed God to work in our lives.
5: This is what I want to get to. I, I want, to, I want to, Let me give some details. We're talking with Deborah Barr. Uh, Deborah is the director of All Things New Ministry at her church, First Baptist Church in Glen Garden, Maryland, uh, where she facilitates a disciple ministry to help people who experience same-sex sex attraction. She's speaking at New Hearts Outreach Luncheon this Thursday at my church, South Tampa Fellowship. You can sign up if you're a pastor or a counselor, or you just want to know how to reach out with the truth and with love to those who are struggling with same-sex attraction. The website is NHOTampa.org. That's NHOTampa.org. So you're at this Baptist church in the country in West Virginia, and what's the tipping point from, hey, we're all okay, to, wow, Jesus is real, and you know what, this isn't who I'm supposed to be. This isn't the life that I'm supposed to be leading.
10: So this was a process for me. Uh, Barb and I started attending this church, and they were doing a Rick Warren 40 Days of Purpose study. I remember that. And so I arrived there, and we wanted to join a small group. So we started doing the 40 Days of Purpose through The Purpose Driven Life. And that book is what really made me realize that Jesus died on the cross for me. Mm -hmm. And I surrendered my heart to the Lord at the age of 40, completely surrendered my life to him got baptized and started to serve there at the church and ministry volunteering and god didn't even deal with my homosexuality right away he did some things precursor to that because he knew that it would take a monumental effort to get me to really trust him Mm. so barb and i started reading the word together every day we were reading the bible together in the morning and in the evening and we were attending a women's bible study group and those women could see me walking into a room dressed like a man with Barb every Sunday night, never once confronted us about our visible sin. Wow. (laughs) They just embraced us, made us feel like part of the part of the group. And it was through their love of us, unconditional love and my studying of the word. And God started working with me on other areas of my life. The first thing he wanted me to trust him in is tithes and offerings. Wow. Which is odd, but it is, as a logical thinker, that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. It makes absolutely no sense scientifically to give away money and have more. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided to take God at his word, having come from not believing him at all to now new things happening in my life. So I started faithfully giving up my tithes and offerings, and suddenly my finances got healed. And so he began to take little steps with me to Mm -hmm. learn to love him and to trust him. And it was two years after I got saved that the Lord convicted both Barb and myself that we were living outside of his will, that he had so much better for us. Wow. And that's when we decided to walk away from this life of homosexuality. And it was through the love of that church, the love of the women's group that just loved us right where we were, drew us to Christ, who's the only one who can transform lives, that we there then began this new journey of life.
5: What an amazing story. You know, there are people listening right now, I know, who either uh, struggle with same-sex attraction or they have somebody in their family or circle of friends who is there, and they don't know even where to begin or what to do. But the thing that has stuck out, as you shared your story, uh, Deborah, is just the love that that church showed you. They didn't feel like they had to get up in your face. Mm -hmm. Nobody had to shake a finger. Nobody had to crack open Uh, Back to Leviticus or into Romans or any of these scriptures, uh, God just did that. How powerful is that?
10: Yeah, we have a powerful, amazing, all-consuming, healing God. And Jesus is the only one that can transform lives. And our assignment as Christians is to allow the love of Jesus Christ to flow through us to the people in the world. Jesus went out of his way looking for sinners. Mm -hmm. I, I always think about the the Samaritan woman, he went out of his way to stop by to bring her a healing touch. Mm. He went towards people that are sinning, but he didn't condemn them. He went and he loved them. He met them right where they are. And if we as the church can be Christ to the world and allow him to flow through us to love people and allow the Holy Spirit to do his work, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. It's not us. We are not the Holy Spirit. And if we will just be Christ to the world, so many people's lives will change, not just same-sex attraction, but people everywhere that are living outside of his will.
5: All those things can be shifted and changed in his grace. Uh, If you'd like to go to this luncheon, New Hearts Outreach Luncheon, this Thursday at South Tampa Fellowship and hear Deborah speak in her testimony and really pick up on as a pastor or a counselor, uh, as a church member, how to love people struggling with same-sex attraction, the website to go to is NHOTampa.org. That's NHOTampa.org, and I hope you go to hear her testimony. Deborah, where do we go wrong in the church uh, when somebody either in our sphere of influence outside the church doors or somebody who darkens the doors of the church and comes and sits in a pew on Sunday, where do we blow it? How can we do better?
10: We blow it by thinking that other people's sins are greater than ours. The sin of being judgmental towards someone is is equal to the sin of homosexuality in God's eyes. hmm we have to first look at our own lives and realize what Christ has done for us. And we don't come to him already cleaned up. He accepts us right where we are. And he does the work of sanctification in our lives.
5: I think sometimes it's easier to excuse our own sins or sins in others that are like the sins that we commit as opposed to somebody who's got something going. It's, it's one of those sins that is, you know, I can't do that. That's just too much. Uh, Talk about and relate it back to your experience in West Virginia. Uh, Talk about what grace looked like for you.
10: Grace to me looked like uh, a women's ministry leader who is still my very dear friend and prayer partner to this day, who did something just amazing. She didn't realize what she was doing at the time, but she was a woman of prayer Mm -hmm. and she allowed the Holy Spirit to direct her. There were other women in a group that would come to her and say, when are you going to do something about Deb and Barb? Mm. They could all see there was sin in the camp. Right. You know, here we are coming to this women's Bible study group each week. And they're like, when are you going to say something to them? And she was listening to the Holy Spirit who said, I am working on their hearts. You keep loving them. That is your assignment. And so she rallied those women to pray for us at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. each day. Mm. And they did this for nearly two years. And as she tells me the story now, she said, you know, she was beginning to get discouraged because she couldn't see the change on the outside. But what she didn't didn't realize is God was doing the work on the inside. Uh, All during this process, I was journaling Mm -hmm. because I've been a journaler my whole life. So I was writing my prayers to God over this entire period, which is now published in a book. Where you could see where my prayers to God are beginning to change as I'm beginning to fall in love with Him, and I remember one day I was walking by the river. I love being outdoors. I was walking by the river and I was lamenting to the Lord in my private prayer, saying, "God, I want my outside to look like my inside. You're doing such a, an amazing work on the inside of me, but I know it's not showing on the outside, and I don't know how to do that." I get home half hour later and there's a voicemail on my phone, and it was one of the women in the Bible study group, who call me out of the blue to say, Deb, I'm cleaning out my closet, and I have some clothes that I think are your size. Would you be interested? Wow. And I was astounded. I was like, God, how does that work? How do I pray a private prayer to you? You move on someone else's heart to do exactly what I just asked you.
5: That is so awesome. Listen, if you get a chance, in fact, make, make a chance. Make the time. If you're a pastor, a counselor, if you are somebody who... Uh, is either struggling with same sex attraction yourself, or you know somebody who is? Go to New Hearts Outreach Luncheon this Thursday at South Tampa Fellowship, and uh, hear Deborah speak. Deborah Barr. Tampa.org is the website. That's NhoTampa.org, and uh, have have a great free lunch. It doesn't cost anything, and hear this lady's testimony. I know you'll be blessed. Deborah, thank you so much.
10: Thank you.
2: We're here at CreditRepair.com, the most recognized name in the industry when it comes to resolving credit report issues and getting that credit score up. With me, I got Aaron. Erin, what happens when people call creditrepair.com?
4: A lot. Just one call gets any listener a free credit score, free credit report, and a free personalized credit evaluation right over the phone. In just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit and get a personalized game plan to help restore it.
2: And that can make a huge difference when it comes to getting those things that we want, like a new car, a new house, or even a brand new job.
4: Absolutely. Your credit score is one of the first things lenders look at, and our proven process can help remove those unfair or inaccurate items like late payments and collections from your credit report. In fact, on average, people who have used our service have seen significant improvement in their credit scores month after month.
5: What are you waiting for? Call creditrepair.com today. Call 800-851-5318. That's 800-851-5318. 800-851-5318.
11: You know, we live in the society that is now for what 44 years told people that abortion is just a woman's choice it's a right and that it doesn't involve anyone else and of course we haven't talked about the babies we haven't talked about the men
12: you know abortion affects many lives as melissa odin explains on
1: focus on the family minute
11: truly everywhere i go I always hear from families about the devastation that they too have experienced over the years because of abortion. And as painful as that is, I think we also see the flip side, right? The beauty of the legacy of choosing life and the reality that yes, even though my life should have ended through that abortion attempt, my life was spared. And because my life was spared, I have two beautiful daughters will go on to have future generations to come and that is an incredible blessing
5: here
12: an update about a live from new york at familyminute.org
5: why should you come to salem surrounds may 16th digital marketing seminar the answer is your new kayak or shoes or new favorite restaurant but for the sake of this conversation we'll just say your new kayak one day you were thinking about buying a kayak You Googled up a couple options. Next thing you knew, every website you surf served you opportunities to investigate and buy the kayak of your dreams. And you bought a doozy. They delivered it right to your house. Why? Because digital marketing works, and it can work for your business. And with Salem Surround, digital is ridiculously cost-effective, producing amazing results by putting your product or service directly in front of customers ready to pull the trigger. Now, at our May 16th Salem Surround Digital Marketing Seminar at our offices in Tampa, we'll show you how it all works. Come from 10 to 1 and learn how digital makes all the difference with Salem Surround. We'll even spring for lunch. Real lunch, not digital. Space is limited, so sign up today at Let'sTalkFaith.com.
1: Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch
13: with God. The next time you attempted to sin against the Lord... Ask yourself this question, do I fear God? You see, it's easy for us to say, well, God knows everybody makes mistakes. All that rationalization is an indication we have little or no fear of God. So, the fear of God means that I not only acknowledge and reverence Him as a person, but I also... Yield and acknowledge and wisely respond to life circumstances on the basis of the principles and the laws of God, because if I violate his law, I'm going to suffer the consequence and to acknowledge that. And to back off sin is an indication of my reverence and fear of God, and to plunge right into the sin says, I have no fear of God
8: whatsoever.
1: For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org.
3: Hey, we're here at Bill Bunkley back, 877-943-9673 live this Monday afternoon. Got a couple of humorous stories I thought I would round us up with today's first hour of our program. This one comes to us by way of Bay News 9 out of Haines City, Florida. Are you ready for this? A Haines City man was charged with his third DUI over the weekend after he crashed his lawnmower into a Haines City Police Department vehicle. 68 years of age, he is charged with his third DUI. And uh, his license had been suspended since, oh, a little while, about like March 1978. Well, this was released by the Haines City Police Department uh, that an officer was tending to a matter inside Rodriguez Fashion, located at 1100 U.S. 1792 North on Saturday, when a man on a lawnmower crashed in the back of his patrol car. According to the official police report, the officer heard a loud noise and walked outside to find Gary Anderson, again 68, on a lawnmower with an attached trailer and noticed minor damages to the rear of the police vehicle. Mr. Anderson did admit to hitting the police vehicle and also admitting he was drunk. Police said his demeanor ranged from laughing to aggressive. Of course, he failed the police uh, field test, and so uh, uh, while he was taking the field test, he claimed that he had been poisoned by the police and asked to be taken to a hospital. Well, that's one. Here's another story. I don't know if uh, you guys had heard this one, but, you know, I'm all for concealed weapons. But I'm all for, you know, being very careful with your concealed weapon. This also in from Bay News 9, that um, a man was shot and injured uh, at a Publix uh, just up the road from my home in Lake, well, Land of Lakes, Florida, yesterday, Sunday. And how it happened was his wife's gun accidentally went off inside her purse. Now, of course, they were, uh, the victim is Vernon Messier, 69, his wife, Miss Lillian, 67. They were awaiting uh, uh, at the cash register at the Publix there in Land Lakes, waiting to check out, when Miss Lillian's purse fell to the ground. Unfortunately, Vernon was standing in the wrong place because the gun discharged. And she was carrying a Derringer two-shot gun in her purse, a little small kind. Just glad we didn't have uh, half a cannon in her purse. Vernon might not Vernon might not be with us now. The sheriff's office said deputies reviewed surveillance video from Publix that showed that Vernon immediately flinched and fall to the ground after Lillian's purse fell off the counter. He, uh, Vernon got hit on the lower right shin. And a hole was found in the side of her purse. Mr. Vernon is in stable condition. They're not going to file any charges. But it might make you pause tonight, Mike Miracle, when you're in line getting your evening vittles at the Publix. And if you happen to look over and see a purse, you know, you might pay more attention. But anyway, to uh, more of the Interesting stories we don't get a chance to uh, cover on a Bill Bunkley Show. Well, tomorrow we're going to have a chance to help those who can't help themselves. And that is the unborn. And tomorrow we're going to talk about a two-day opportunity for you to help get uh, help allow us to get many more 4D ultrasounds out and about. In our community, and we're talking about an effort to help the preborn, and uh, we'll have a very special opportunity tomorrow. I'll be joined by our morning host, Bill Carl, and we're going to be talking about an opportunity for all uh, for all of us to come together on something that certainly has been a highlight in the news. And we're proud, especially after what happened this weekend. We'll focus on the family uh, in Times Square for a live from New York. We are excited about. our opportunity here to help more and more women understand exactly uh, what their baby looks like in the womb with these 4D ultrasounds. need to get them out to many more locations so women can make a scientific and informed choice. And uh, we're looking forward to partnering with you on that. Coming up in the second hour, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Gaza Strip. We'll talk about the challenges that are facing Israel As uh, two days of very heavy fighting and uh, six, seven, eight hundred rockets fired into southern Israel, into uh, Ashkelon, and uh, a gentleman there was hit, could not get to the bomb shelter in time and pay the ultimate sacrifice, but we'll talk about that coming up because that is, this ceasefire is a very, very, very short ceasefire. Hey, for those of you who want to stick with me for the next hour, I'll be exclusively on AM 570, 910 and 102.1 in Lakeland. want to just tell our folks who have been listening today on the answer stations as well as our biz station. It's been my honor to be with you. Look forward to either having you with me uh, for the next hour at 570 or we'll see you tomorrow at 4. Let's take a quick time out. I'll be right back. <music>
12: Pastors and Counselors, there are people in your pews struggling with same-sex attraction. Learn new ways to reach out and care for them more effectively at New Hearts Outreach 11th Annual Pastors and Counselors Luncheon, Thursday, May 9th at South Tampa Fellowship. Join Deborah Barr, author of All Things New, as she shares her story. New Hearts Outreach Pastors and Counselors Luncheon is free and open to all. Register at NHOTampa.org. That's
5: NHOTampa.org. Pregnant girls and women who see their babies in ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. That's why, here at Faith Talk, we're asking you to partner with us in Preborn, a ministry that provides free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. Your gift of just $28 can give a mother who is abortion minded the chance to see the truth about the baby growing inside her. Make your gift now by going to letstalkfaith.com and clicking the Preborn banner.
0: Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
13: News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Democrats. The Committee are moving to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress for failing to turn over an unredacted copy of the Mueller report. The committee has scheduled a Wednesday morning vote on a contempt citation after Barr missed
12: a 9 a.m. deadline to submit the report. Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler had threatened to move toward a contempt citation after the Justice Department rejected a subpoena for the report and some underlying information. Justice sent a letter to Nadler last week arguing the subpoena was,
13: in its words, not legitimate oversight. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Meanwhile, the Justice Department is proposing a meeting to reach an acceptable accommodation with the House Judiciary Committee. The United States is moving an aircraft carrier strike group to the Middle East in response to what it said were threats of a possible Iranian attack on U.S. or allied interests. Military affairs analyst retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis says Iran's threat to attack ships in the Strait of Hormuz cannot be taken lightly. You have, what, 25
14: percent of the world's uh, mobile oil uh, that exports uh, through that passage is Something of uh, economic and strategic concern for the U.S. and, of course, our allies in the region. The
13: Pentagon approved the deployments of the USS Abraham Lincoln and its strike group of ships and combat aircraft. The Israeli military lifted protected restrictions on residents in the South on Monday, while Gaza's ruling Hamas terrorist group reported a ceasefire deal had been reached to end the deadliest fighting between the two sides since the 2014 war. The escalation had killed 25 on the Gaza side, both militants and civilians, while on the Israeli side, four civilians were killed by incoming fire. The Islamic Jihad militant group, which Israel accused of instigating the latest violence, confirmed a mutual and concurrent truce had been brokered by Egypt. More on these stories at townhall.com. Thinking about life insurance? Prince Harry and his wife Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, are the proud parents of a new baby boy.
10: The baby, who's not yet been named, is seventh in line for the British throne and is Queen Elizabeth II's eighth great-grandchild. It's the first child for Harry and Meghan, who married a year ago. Harry told reporters the pair were both absolutely thrilled and so grateful to all the love and support for everybody out there. Harry has long spoken of his desire to start a family. Sarah Shackley, London.
13: President Donald Trump's ex-lawyer has arrived at an upstate New York State prison to start a three-year sentence for crimes including campaign finance violations. A vehicle carrying Michael Cohen arrived at around 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on Monday at the federal prison in Otisville, which is about 70 miles northwest of New York City. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Wall Street Journal reports that Facebook plans a cryptocurrency-based payment system that it could launch for billions of users worldwide.
7: The system would use a digital coin similar to Bitcoin, but different in that Facebook would aim to keep the coin's value stable. Bitcoin and similar cryptocurrencies have been susceptible to wild fluctuations in value. It could reportedly undermine credit cards by sidestepping the processing fees that generate much of their revenue. Facebook says only that it is exploring many different applications for cryptocurrency technology.
13: Correspondent Jeremy House reporting. The general report cited unidentified people familiar with the matter. It said Facebook is recruiting dozens of financial firms and online merchants to launch the network. Facebook's plans may include ways to financially reward users who interact with ads or other features. Facebook CEO Jeff Zuckerberg says he believes it should be as easy to send money to someone as it is to send a photo. More on these stories at TownHall.com.
7: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bumpley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN.
10: Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History
1: will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose...
12: are the true and the living
7: God.
0: And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
3: Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. 877-943-9673. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And welcome back to the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, exclusively on our Let's Talk Faith Platform, and that's what we're going to do today. Hope you had a wonderful weekend and um, was sort of challenging in some areas. I am not uh, one that is involved with any kind of sports gambling, Uh, did not watch it live, but certainly it was an interesting unfolding of this year's edition of the Kentucky Derby. As one horse, after about 20 30 minutes of uh, the official results not being posted. Ended up uh, losing the winning berth of the uh, of the derby because of swinging wide and um, not staying in their lane in the race. And, of course, on rainy, muddy conditions, that can be very dangerous to uh, all that are involved, horses and humanoids. But uh, we had that happening this weekend, along with the very, very heavy downburst of showers that moved through our area and caused some havoc on Sunday afternoon. But we are glad that you are here this afternoon and uh, sharing your afternoon with us. And I want to remind you of the the steadfastness of the Lord. Uh, We've had, uh, as you know, that we've had challenges in our family, not only health challenges, but a couple other challenges over the last few days. And I got to tell you that uh, just sort of holding your ground, maintaining your faith, and, uh, you know, trusting the Lord uh, to do things in his timing certainly has been evident to us again this weekend. And uh, I just wanted to spend just a moment or two encouraging you, those of you who are um, who are born again, who you have asked Jesus to come into your life, and uh, you are now Orthodox type of Christians, in other words, You believe in the inerrancies of the scriptures, all the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. And you also believe in God's divine sovereignty. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to be patient. Sometimes it's extremely difficult. Sometimes uh, we are prepared to be just overloaded trusting. And sometimes we don't trust anybody. And uh, that is the ebb and flow of life, but it's also the ebb and flow of the Christian life. And when we have a, a day like today, first of the week, all of us went back to some sort of Monday assignments, whether it's outside the home, inside the home, work-related, other uh, uh, topics or other activity-related. You know, there's, there's one or two ways that uh, we, we can live each day. And so I wonder if you're pretty refreshed this afternoon or if you're pretty burned out. Now, there's exceptions to every rule, but I would suggest to you that as you prepare for each day and you really you really test the Lord in ways that He, you know, so you could test Him, and that is to trust Him. Trusting Him is a test. And today, I don't know what type of day you're about to wrap up, whether it was that good day or that bad day, but I tell you what, nothing substitutes for a day. When you know and you are inviting Jesus into your daily tasks and activities, uh, moment by moment. And because when you're in that uh, particular posture, you're thinking about okay, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus think? What does the Bible have to say about, uh, you know, when you endure this particular kind of circumstance? You know, I can tell you it can be quite a rewarding day while some of the challenges you may be facing on that particular day may be taller and grander than you have in a long, long time. It's just your perspective was different. Now, I know a lot of people dread Monday. they got to go back to work, and they love Friday because it's the weekend. But imagine if you can get into a situation where you're off that roller coaster, I know roller coasters are very popular right now. We've got a new one out at Busch Gardens, and uh, they seem to go higher quicker, drop uh, swifter. And, uh, of course, we've got our own rendition because it seems like theme parks uh, every four to five years have to put in the latest uh, competitive roller coaster. And when you've got as many theme parks as we have right here in an hour and a half drive from uh, right here in West Central Florida, uh, it, 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 you can you can see how the, the the competition just absolutely drives the market. But but imagine if you weren't um, subject to those high highs and those low lows, and you know what? You just you just trust it. And um, the big thing about trusting is time. It takes time. It takes a lot of time sometimes. And uh, I can't explain it why, but I've got uh, probably dozens of you out there that could duplicate this testimony. God does not, I repeat, does not often come way ahead of time. In fact, he never comes ahead of time. But to us, it would seem like it's ahead of time because that would mean that whatever that we were trusting, praying, and uh, waiting to see the Lord's hand, the sooner it comes, the the sooner we're, we're, you know, in that, you know, down mode. But the time that it doesn't come, and the closer it gets to a deadline or uh, a time when something has to happen, then tell you what, that's the time that uh, uh, we get, quite frankly, we get nervous. And um, I'm just telling you that uh, in my last year and a half with our challenges and and it could be the same testimony for you. Uh, maybe it's not uh, a life altering or a bend in the road event, but uh, it's still the stuff and the serious stuff of each day. There's a big difference in trusting the Lord and a big difference in taking command, take, taking command of your own ship, powering your ship, driving your ship, and the stress that goes along with that. That will mount up over time, and you know. The two biggies in America have to do with our stress and our um uh appetite in terms of what what is our menu and that is uh you know one of three areas. It's heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. But I'll tell you what, just trusting the Lord and then calmly making the right choices in life certainly make a difference. Well, again, welcome to our program today, eight seven seven nine four three-nine six seven three just a moment, we're going to go to Colorado Springs, Colorado for a special interview edition with Focus on the Family. Uh, Paul Bator is going to be joining us. He's the Director of Communications for Focus, among so many other areas. And we're going to be talking about the very successful event that took place Saturday afternoon in Times Square, New York. Focus on the Family has a special venue, a special opportunity to uh, talk about the the truth of, of of life. Life begins at conception. Pain begins pretty early. Uh, we have uh, certainly opportunities for the heart to start beating at early opportunities. All of those plus a live four D ultrasound were part of the outreach ministry of Focus on the Family right there in Times Square Saturday. They didn't get a chance to carry out the the total mission in a manner in which that they had hoped. They got cer- certainly some understandable opposition from um, especially the billboard, the three major billboard providers there in Times Square. A lot of tap dancing, but in the end result, they would not let them use their overhead boards. So what do you do? You bring in those semi-trucks that have billboards, and so... Uh, if you were with us on Friday, you know that uh, Paul could not share a whole lot. They were under, uh, they were bound to secrecy uh, until the day of the event. So uh, we wanted to get uh, Paul back and talk about this because we're also going to be launching into uh, our preborn ministry outreach uh, for the next uh, couple of days to kick that off. And that is, uh, we're going to be raising support to be able to put those toward more uh, 4D uh, machines uh, and to have more facilities with the ability to show women the truth about their unborn baby. That's coming up uh, in just a moment after the break, and then we'll um, we'll have a discussion about Israel and Gaza in the future moving forward. I'm Bill Bunkley. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Your
5: mercy I
0: find this you know just how far
1: You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car, and on top of it all, run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers, so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world. But you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and most importantly, revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers.
15: Okay, here's the deal. Mortgage rates went up this year, right? Wrong. If you're looking to lower your monthly payment or thinking of getting cash out of your home, mortgage rates are actually now the lowest in months but the clock's ticking and at a cash call mortgage there's no better time to take advantage than right now call us at 833-458-CASH speak with one of our refinance specialists today and you may be able to lock in the lowest rates of the year before they're gone we'll even get the process started without the upfront deposit other lenders still charge that's 833-458-CASH refinance with cash call mortgage today Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Don't let these low rates pass you by. All you need to get started is a phone. Dial 833-458-CASH. Again, 833-458-CASH. Refinance with Cash Call Mortgage today.
7: There's an old Swedish motto that says, Shared joy is a double joy. Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. Let me finish it. Shared joy is a double joy. Shared sorrow is half a sorrow. You see, without others, life slows to a grind rather rapidly. The secret of survival is not simply enjoying life's joys and enduring its sorrows. It's in sharing both with others. We gain perspective by having somebody right there by our side we gain courage in threatening situations life's ups and downs it's good to have someone to share them with
13: pastor and teacher chuck Swindoll. visit insight for living's website at insight.org
0: This is Dennis Prager. I want to invite you to join me for a travel opportunity that
3: may be the highlight of your year, maybe even one of the highlights of your life. I'm headed back to Israel
9: in December 2019 for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour. A tour of the key
3: sites and places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Come home inspired, renewed, and empowered by the experience if you've ever
14: dreamed of seeing Israel. This is your opportunity.
5: Click Stand with Israel at Let's Talk Faith.com.
3: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here, 877-943-9673. As we are uh, waiting to get hooked up with Paul Batura, Focus on the Family. How about you? When was the last time you could say, Bill Bunkley, my soul was on fire? I mean, I my soul was so on fire. I was so connected with uh, the Holy Spirit. I felt the Lord' presence, the Lord's presence in my life in such a mighty way, and um, and you know a lot of that. So much of that has to do with us, as I was talking about a few moments ago. It has to do with us just dropping all of our inhibitions, just sort of reaching my arms out in each direction and putting my head back, and you doing the same, and just saying, "I praise you." Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I praise you. I lift up all the honor and the glory and the praise to you. And, Father, I ask of you to just lead, lead, lead in my life today. Holy Spirit, just bring to mind all that I need to bring to mind, especially from God's Word in in every instance that I'm living today. And even when I'm challenged to just sort of put a smile on my face to say, "Lord, I'm—I know you're standing right here with me." And you know, so often the times that we have to face nonsense, we have to face situations to where um, there are totally ridiculous accusations. There's total ridiculous assertions, and uh, and then sometimes it's—it's it's not so clear. And, and they are, and there are challenges. But I tell you what, that um, first of all, when I have Jesus standing next to me, and especially when I have a lot of those worship songs, they just really impact me. And I know there were a ton of folks that went out last night to the Amelie Arena. Mercy Me was in the hood, and uh, because of uh, the movie... Uh, Bart's movie with Mercy Me about his um, very rocky relationship with his dad uh, that was played by Dennis Quaid uh, in the movie, and um, how much the lead song, been the lead song for that group for a long time, and then, of course, the motion picture, you know, uh, I can only imagine. And uh, I'll tell you what. Last night, my understanding is that uh, the place was rocking, and uh, they had a group there last night, Crowder, who's uh, heavy metal, Christian rock, sort of uh, something that uh, I'm sure is a little more plausible with the young people than the older folks, but um, if you give yourself unto the Lord, and um, especially in so much of the Psalms, you have an opportunity to we read the psalms all the time, but remember that the psalms were never, ever meant to be read. They were part of that praise and worship and glory. And some of what fires fires us up uh, when it comes to some of our bumper music here uh, uh, at LetstalkFaith.com. What what's that? Okay, if you're just tuning in, uh, as you can imagine, it's a very busy day for the communications director for Focus on the Family. Paul Bator after their very successful weekend um, at Times Square uh, for their Alive from New York event. And so uh, Mike, is. Um, we had touch base with Focus a couple of hours ago, so uh, we know it's fresh on their mind, but we are trying to track down Paul uh, there at Focus uh, to get him on with us. And so uh, we'll chat for a little bit more and in anticipation for him to be with us. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Well, let me uh, take this opportunity to give you a preview of uh, what we're going to be doing here, and we'll kick this thing off, uh, probably kicked off now, but uh, you're going to be here about it exclusively on the Bill Bunkley Show tomorrow. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Now think about that. It's true. And tomorrow as well as right now you're going to learn about uh, the preborn. The preborn ministry. It is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. Now, we've been telling you and you certainly are aware that we know that pre that pregnant girls and women who are able to see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life for that unborn baby. And uh, you're going to be able to give a gift that can save babies' lives. For just a one-time gift of $28, you can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth, the truth and the science of the baby in the womb. The baby that's growing inside of her. And in fact, uh, we'll be talking about how $140 can do this for five girls and women. And all of this is the fact that we are raising uh, support for more ultrasound machines to be out and about in our crisis pregnancy clinics. $15,000, a one-time gift, will provide an ultrasound machine that will save the lives for years to come. And whether you are interested uh, in saving one baby or five or hundreds, the opportunity is just a phone call or a click away, and uh, that's going to be happening right here. And I can tell you, with all of what's happening, unfortunately, Florida has let us down, our legislators in the Senate. Select legislators have let us down in the Florida Senate. We did not pass, because of their non-effort, we did not pass the, uh, the bill to let uh, parents uh, decide uh, uh, in terms of consent for their underage children, uh, late, underage girls, to receive an abortion. But I want to tell you that um, all of this was uh, leading up to a time especially after the event there in New York City, that we are going to do something to do our part to save babies' lives right here in West Central Florida. Again, you're going to be hearing about it. It's Preborn. It's a ministry that uh, we're going to be promoting now, and uh, we'll be talking about that exclusively the next couple of days in the Bill Bunkley Show. If you'd like to find out more, uh, you can give online right now at preborn.org forward slash radio. That's preborn.org forward slash radio. In fact, if you want to know more about this, um, you go to preborn.org. You can call right now if you'd like to give a gift to uh, save a baby's life. Again, $28 uh, will help one young lady in her ultrasound, and uh, you can give um, 140 and uh, that will cover about five girls and five women for that particular uh, opportunity. You can call right now if you want to get an early start at 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. And, uh, again, go to preborn.org if you'd like to have a preliminary look, as we've been sharing a little bit about uh, that. It has gone into our planning stage as we are waiting for uh, Brother Paul. So, uh, Mike, what are you thinking there, my friend?
8: Well,
5: as you said, I'm sure they're, they're super busy here now uh, considering that massive event they had uh, over uh, over the weekend, one that was described as the largest pro-life event ever held in NYC,
8: which is pretty cool. But uh, we're going to continue to keep on trying to get a hold of this guy. I've called a couple of other, uh, uh, other contacts at Focus, and so we'll see if we can hopefully squeeze this thing in here today, but we'll see.
3: Okay. Paul's a good friend, good bud, and uh, certainly uh, sympathetic to uh, what he's responding to this afternoon. Well... Let's talk a a little bit about um, two of the ladies who weighed in. I want to talk about this story before we talk about the actual Gaza story. This comes to us from CBN News. Let's switch our focus to the international arena. Phone lines are open just for you at 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673 to be a part of our show. Well, CBN was reporting that this weekend, as um, many of you probably did not realize the extent of The hostilities that were going on in southern Israel uh, between the Israel Defense Forces and Hamas in Gaza, but uh, it was an absolutely horrific weekend because the uh, the terrorists in Gaza began to rain down hundreds and hundreds of rockets on Israeli citizens over the weekend, but Nonetheless, even though these rockets and Israel was resti- responding to the rockets, we have two freshman congresswomen right here in the United States, Ilhan Omar, a Democrat from um, Minnesota, and Rashida Tlaib uh, from uh, Democrat, Missouri, Both spoke out in defense of Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Now, these are two Muslim women who are members of the United States Congress. Talib is a Palestinian, and she decided to take issue with this weekend's New York Times headline that read, Gaza Militants Fire 250 Rockets. And Israel responds with airstrikes. Now, this member of Congress that certainly has views that are oftentimes uh, at contrary with our views, general conservative views here in the United States. She believed the New York Times was putting too much emphasis on the terrorist. And by the way, it wasn't 250. They launched, depending on who which report, 7, 800, or 900 rockets. Four Israeli civilians died in the span of the weekend of 48 hours. Now, do you know why it was four Israeli civilians and not members of the Israeli army? Because they don't target the Israeli army. Ascalon and several other of those um, uh, smaller cities of the south, they target civilians, period, end of story. When they lob rockets towards Tel Aviv, it's toward civilian populations. End of story. When is the last time you heard myself or anyone report that uh, these rockets were aimed at a military installation in southern Israel? No. And so here is the spin that that's coming out of our own the mouth of our own congresswoman, quote, when will the world stop dehumanizing our Palestinian people who just want to be free? Headlines like this and framing it in this way just feeds into the continued lack of responsibility on Israel who unjustly oppress and target Palestinian children and families. Now, she drew some quick reaction, but I want to tell you, it is... It is always mind-blowing to me knowing what the Israeli Defense Forces do to really try to protect civilians on any side of the issue and to have this this spin, all-out, inaccurate spin. You know, let me ask you a question. Do you know of any other army when they're forced to go after and retaliate an enemy, an enemy that does not house themselves in military bases, an enemy who is not out in the open, an enemy that basically hides in the basements of um, mosques and schools and all sorts of places where they, were, they most cowardly uh, run out, fire their rockets, then run back in, and then it's up to Israel to defend themselves, knowing that they play right into the narrative that uh, all they do is attack near schools and mosques. It's because they have to. And so when you hear this this nonsense coming out of uh, of what's happening here, and the fact that you never hear newspaper reports talk about the fact that this latest attack from Hamas was based solely on civilian populations. Now, what would happen if the United States or Israel, our United States military, or the Israeli IDF, can you imagine the rhetoric that would come forth if it was our footprint, if it was our game plan to just basically rain down bombs on civilian areas in Gaza? Uh, Or wherever? No, we don't do that. No, Israel doesn't do that. But yet the unbiased reporting, the bordering on anti-Semitic reporting, that always comes down these situations. And so here you have the New York Times that that really made an attempt this time, whoever was uh, uh, the editor in charge of headlines for the stories they were posting for the next edition, you know, basically, put a headlight on there that was fairly well balanced. Now, what is interesting before we take a break, um, I want to read you a response from Iman Mohammed Talhidi, who accused Congresswoman Talib of being a spokesperson for terrorists. Here is a quote: "Are you an American Congresswoman?" Or the Hamas ambassador to the U.S., your agenda is getting pretty stinky, quote-unquote, what he wrote. And uh, because he is absolutely tired of what's happening here in terms of not only the 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 very irregarded comments of, of, of what I regard to be anti-American Comments that are covered under free speech, but nonetheless, um, it is amazing that uh, we have some areas of our country uh, that have been so intensely populated that these views can get elected into those areas. And of course, they're areas that are of great concern to all of us. 877 943 9673. We got Paul in Tampa. We'll uh, well, let's do this. Tell Paul to stand by. Let's go ahead and take a break. Phone lines are open at 877 943 9673. Paul, we're a little bit out of uh, sync a little bit as we've been trying to get a hold of Paul Batura, folks in the family. But Paul, we'll take your call next on the Bill Bunkley Show.
12: latest from
13: srn news with srn news i'm keith peters in washington the justice department is proposing a meeting to reach an acceptable accommodation with the democrat controlled house judiciary committee after the chairman scheduled a vote to hold the attorney general in contempt of congress for not producing special counsel robert muller's full report assistant attorney general stephen boyd proposed the meeting for wednesday the same day as the contempt vote Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the Trump administration is intensifying pressure to get Iran to behave like a normal nation. Pompeo spoke out the administration's decision to move an aircraft carrier group to the Middle East in response to what it said were threats of a possible Iranian attack on U.S. or allied interests. The administration has also withdrawn from an Obama-era nuclear deal, reimposed sanctions, and designated Iran's Revolutionary Guard a terrorist organization. On Wall Street, the down and by 66 points, the Nasdaq dropped 41. This is SRN News.
12: pastors and counselors there are people in your pews struggling with same-sex attraction learn new ways to reach out and care for them more effectively at new hearts outreach 11th annual pastors and counselors luncheon thursday may 9th at south tampa fellowship join deborah Barr, author of all things new as she shares her story new hearts outreach pastors and counselors luncheon is free and open to all register at nho that's nho tampa.org
7: I didn't know there are rules about holes in
12: life, meaning the holes people find themselves in at times. But then I came across what
14: someone called the first rule of holes, which says, if you are in one, stop digging. But what if the hole you're in leads to something wonderful, like the hole that ultimately leads to a well of fresh water? Therein lies the need for wisdom, to know when we should persevere and when we should get out of the hole and
7: stop digging. Thankfully, God invites us to ask Him when we lack wisdom, and He promises to give it to us generously. This is David
14: Jeremiah,
12: encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's wisdom on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life.
0: That's Route66life.com. Route 66, start your journey home today. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know Him, for God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of His nature. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and online at Let'sTalkFaith.com.
1: Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
15: Bill
3: Bunkley here on this Monday afternoon, and certainly always, every time, grace will win out if you allow grace to operate, and you allow, let go, and let the Lord be the Lord of your life. Hey, glad to have you back. Phone lines open at 877-943-9673. We are now connected with the one, the only, the Paul Batura. and uh, please pardon me uh, beginning that last break, because I uh, I was on another another topic in my mind and kind of sharing with you and so i thought we had paul standing by to uh, be one of our callers and to know it was paul bator and so let's not take any more time let's go straight out to i believe colorado springs colorado Uh, paul bator back from a very big weekend uh, in the big apple paul who is director of communications uh, at focus among so many other titles but i know you're busy today thanks for carving out a few Mm -hmm. minutes for us today
14: Oh, Bill, it's great to be with you, and I'm, I'm not as busy today as I was last week, so this is, this is a good, good treat to get to talk with you.
3: Well, now that you're not residing under the rules of the socialist, the socialist state and city of New York City, now that you are no longer bound uh, in terms of not being able to uh, talk in terms of uh, free speech, Let's have a good discussion now, looking in the rear mirror. We're talking about a live from New York, absolutely successful um, day in Times Square. More than 10,000 folks signed up to stand with Focus on the Family. Paul, take it from there. Tell us what happened Saturday.
14: Yeah, I'll tell you what, Bill. It exceeded all our expectations. Uh, I had told you we had hoped for 10,000 people. City officials, uh, Times Square folks tell us we had nearly 20,000. Praise and God. Uh, This is in the middle of Manhattan. I mean, we're not talking the hotbed of pro-life, the pro-life world, but we had people who came from. (laughs) Not really, right? They came (laughs) from all over. Uh, We know folks came uh, many, many miles, drove for long distance, flew on planes, took trains, and it was just a great day. You know, you couldn't have scripted it any better. It was raining in the morning. Uh, The forecast looked hopeful, but you never know. And right before we were set to begin, the the clouds lifted the fog uh, dissipated and the sun came out and it was just a beautiful afternoon and i'll tell you it was so special because i lived in new york 25 years and so i'm i wouldn't call myself a hardened new yorker but i've seen a lot and what i saw that happen that afternoon is something i've never seen um you know we had a big crowd as i said it was very loud very celebratory but when the time came to show that ultrasound there was like a, a silence fell over the square, um, and by providence, there were no sirens, there were no cars honking their horn. Really, it was just it was just quiet, and uh, and then just at that moment, uh, the tech who was running the ultrasound said, "Let's hear the baby's heartbeat," and it just boomed through the speakers, and boy, you just heard the gasp through the crowd, and it was it was really great, and I I can't I have to say it's probably my favorite moment ever uh, being in New York city was certainly this past Saturday.
3: Well, Paul, Batora, you are under a gag order is what I will call it. I'm sure folks would be much more gracious about it, but you were under a gag order where until the day of the event, you couldn't even promote or talk about the folks who were going to be part of this program. A very amazing thing happened. Uh, and I couldn't believe my eyes, but, uh, had no idea. I thought it would just be an anonymous uh, young lady woman who would, uh, you know, be behind stage or be in that special portable ultrasound unit. Uh, but, uh, when it turned out to be somebody who's very, very key to the current events in the pro-life movement, I was kind of, I must say I was a little blown away.
14: I'll tell you, that was the Holy Spirit working and, uh, the Lord showed us favor. Um, we had Abby Johnson, uh, the star, um, really the woman who's the movie unplanned is about she's the former Planned Parenthood director who left the industry and has dedicated her life to advocating uh for the unborn Uh, but I'll tell you the way it happened Bill we um had a visit uh, from Ashley or Ashley Bratcher's film team um months ago uh and they were just obviously doing the rounds trying to get good press for the movie Mm -hmm. and um we thought, you know, we should have Ashley Bratcher come. And then it occurred to me, I thought, you know, if we're going to have Ashley Bratcher, who plays Abby Johnson, my goodness, we should have Abby Johnson. And so I gave her a call, and she said, boy, I'd love to be there. But, you know, on May 4th, I'm going to be eight months pregnant. She said, I'd love to be the ultrasound. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, you can't do better than that. Like, let's do it. So
3: You couldn't we even nervous. think it up better than that, could you? <laughs> but
14: I'll, Yeah, and I'll tell you, I've, we've, I've not <laughs> – Told anybody this because it's just we haven't had a, a lot of any interviews since the show we were minutes from the ultrasound and they were not getting a good image of her baby because uh she's uh, said eight months pregnant not much room in the womb at that stage right and right. so it's, it's tough and um our, yes our, she,
3: def- she definitely looked fully pregnant that's for sure on stage she was. <laughs> and,
14: and one of our folks said we're going to have to go to plan b and we had a plan b in the event that we couldn't get a good image, we had done another ultrasound earlier that morning that we were going to uh, air but i said let's keep just keep trying let's keep trying let 's keep praying and then just at that moment, the baby moved and they got the image, and so they rushed it and showed it um, kind of ahead of schedule it this the, we actually jumbled the schedule just a little bit because uh, of the moment so again it's it's sort of like the Lord was smiling and thought you know i 'm going to give you uh, something here uh, from." the planning to the execution of it, and then certainly um, uh, the, the treat to get to reveal that. That was a lot of fun to have actually reveal uh, who was uh, the uh, patient in the ultrasound.
3: Now, there was some disruptors. And by the way, for just joining us, you're listening to that well-familiar voice of Paul Bator, uh, Vice President of Communications for Focus uh, and many other uh, distinctions there at the ministry, uh, joining us this afternoon, uh, giving us a debriefing on the – Absolutely wildly successful event in Times Square uh, put on by Focus on the Family called Alive from New York. Um, now, you and I talked about the fact that there was going, there was, and uh, you would expect this in New York City, there was going to be uh, uh, some degree of organized response uh, to this event. So across the street, you had your official protest area and a little bit of yelling and screaming, but from what I saw, it was a lot less than what I thought it could have been.
14: Uh, yeah I think you're right Bill. We had we estimated probably about 200 250 protesters. Um, you know they were the eclectic group you'd expect um, these days they were not just protesting uh, abortion uh, or pro-life people they were they had signs about the environment and uh, income inequality and race relations the whole bit, but um, the police were terrific. The NYPD deserves a tremendous amount of credit. They kept them, as, as you noted, across the street. And it looked like really they were
3: shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder almost to where if you were a protester, if you were short, you'd have a hard time seeing across the street.
14: I'm sure they did. They could hear us. We could hear them, but not too loudly. Uh, we had speakers. They had their own sounds. I mean, they the had bull the drums, horns, drums. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The drums, they had a tuba yeah. player and uh, they just <laughs> kept up. A constant. I did, but you know what, you know what happened, Bill? They overstretched and they overreached their space uh, on the sidewalk. And then the police moved them down, um, kind of in, as I think a response and that kept them further away from us. So even then <laughs> we felt that's good favor, right. To be Absolutely. able to not have to deal with them, but there were no altercations. It was peaceful. Um, that was a, that was we were very very pleased with that.
3: I got a question for you that is uh there were three major uh agencies that control the billboards uh three different official responses as to why nobody would uh quote unquote do business with you to air this image up overhead I, and i i it, it sort of pained me because um you know i I saw the interviews with Jim Daly. I think, I think it was CBN News, but, you know, when you've got uh, a controversy and one side of the controversy is sort of either making it up as they go along or changing the facts to suit themselves and their image, I, I was really pained with Jim as he was trying to artfully and, of course, with the all of the character and integrity of folks in the family to just say – when presented with things that weren't really true about what you guys were told during this process, it's just tough to, it's tough to have to face uh, a secular world or a secular situation where getting the facts straight uh, or telling the truth isn't necessarily top priority. But I thought Jim did a good job of just saying, Hey, no, that, that, that's not what they said, or that's not what they told us. Talk about that. Cause this is right in your bailiwick and in the communications area.
14: Well, yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, I think you had the operative phrase there, making it up as they go along. And that's exactly what they've done. Um, When Jim was on over the weekend talking about this, um, we had not heard from those entities. They had released statements to the press. ABC uh, said in their statement they don't provide or don't offer live advertising in Times Square. Now, that may be true. They never told us that. There was never a discussion about what art <laughs> was or wasn't, other than it was too political. Um, so they were the ones who said you could do a static image. But I certainly wouldn't consider our event advertising. It was an event. The other group, Clear Channel, claimed that we never provided them with art, and therefore they had to reject us because we hadn't provided them what they needed interesting because they never asked us for anything they knew what we wanted we told them about the event we told them what it was and again there was never a question of well let let me analyze i mean you know what an ultrasound looks like so i mean these are groups who are trying to cover trying to explain they don't have good explanations and a poor you know they always say a poor excuse is better than none and i think that's what happened here but you know we brought our own screens the show went on we actually saved some money not having to to, to pay them and um it uh, is probably not a surprise to anybody that they didn't cooperate with us.
3: Well, I'm glad they didn't get the money to start with. Uh, at this point, you know that would have been the premium, premium of, of the event. But you know what? You're going to be like that. I'm glad that you were, and I'm sure that you and the ministry uh, certainly have the know who the resources are for these uh, rolling billboards, uh, uh, all of what was used. And so, I'm just glad that those that were able to get that message out. They were the ones that were able to benefit from the uh, you know free enterprise uh, outcome. Just got about thirty seconds, uh, and I got to wrap it up for today. But I, I still can't, I still can't come to grips with this idea that they put a gag order on you that you couldn't even say who was going to appear. I, I continue to find that very, very interesting because. They'll have Times Square dropping of the ball. All all the different channels talk about their hosts are going to be there. That just isn't in in line with what I think to be precedents there in Times Square.
14: No, I mean, we're suspicious. Um, you know, the only way we could find out for sure is if we filed Freedom of Information Act to, to get correspondence between them and other groups to see if they put similar yeah,
15: um, restrictions. restrictions
14: on. Um, but, you know, it's the Lord uh, still... Uh, pulled it together for us and the folks came out despite the fact that they didn't allow us to even promote it. So that's to God be the glory.
3: Well hey, go to com. remember that they are our partners and uh, well, I'll tell you what if you want to help them offset some of this that uh, that has been done this past weekend, hey do that. Also remind you that we'll have our special programming. We're raising money for the pre-born in the next couple of days. Don't want to miss that. Paul Bator. As always, my friend, thank you so much for being with us. And I know that uh, you've got to be tuckered out. So, hey, after you, after the dust settles, get some rest this week, my friend.
14: Hey, thank you, Bill. Sure appreciate all your help in uh, getting, help us get the word out.
3: Absolutely. We'll talk to you next time, my friend. Thank Take you. Take care. Man. Bye-bye. That'll wrap up today's edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. Remember, tomorrow, our special pre-born opportunity. Join us in the fight to life here at Let's Talk Faith.com. I'm Bill Bunkley. Until tomorrow at 4, God bless and